Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Um, as the world's savior, um, as prophet, king, um, and the first one obviously is the gifts when the magi come to Jesus and, and bring him the gifts. The, the second one that we hear about today um, is the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. And the third one um, is when he turns the water um, into wine. Baptism is the central um, identity of the Christian. It is the primary symbol um, of what the Christian is. Um, entrance into the body of Christ, becoming a member of the community, is done so through baptism. Um, it is a powerful symbol um, in, in which we, are, in which we are, are, are submerged into the waters of death and brought out into life um, as Christ's body. And I want to explore this morning um, the, what baptism is, what we find um, in this text, and how we can apply it in our present world. Eileen, just a few moments ago, re read the very first part of Genesis 1 about um, creation and, and how God brings order out of chaos and brings something out of nothing into something, um, and how, um, it, it, you know, and how that parallels um, Jesus' baptism and our own baptism. That um, in many ways, Jesus, who Paul refers to as the new Adam, is a, a, a new chance to get it right. And Jesus obviously is the one who is without sin and does not get tempted. Um, but that, that this is a powerful image for us to see of what it means to live the life of the disciple. Just like in um, at creation in which there is chaos and God brings order from chaos, God does not eliminate the chaos. As much as we wish the chaos was done away with, um, that doesn't happen in the story. What happens is, is God brings order out of it and, and creates an icon out of the, the disorder um, of God's very own being. And likewise, in our own lives, when we are baptized, I know if you're like me, you want the chaos to end. You want, you know, okay, here I'm baptized now, and I am inoculated from all bad things ever happening to me. I'm never going to be tempted. I'm going to live the perfect life because I have been baptized. And that does not happen to us as much as we wish that it would. Rowan Williams says that to be baptized is to go into the depths, to go into those places where we fear, those places that we feel are apart from God um, in order to live anew. And I think it is so critical that we hold on to this primary symbol of baptism and how our identity is found in Christ, and particularly in weeks like we just had um, this past one, the events um, of Wednesday um, in which people stormed the nation's capital. One of my colleagues says that it is in weeks like this when the full brokenness of humanity manifests itself, manifests itself in a violent attack on one of our center of our national life, that I need to know that God's salvation is accomplished, not only through the innumerable individuals whose sins have been washed away in the waters of baptism, but a complete restoration of human nature 
that is accomplished in Jesus Christ. That there is something that is bigger than us that can fix the problems because human beings are really bad at fixing problems. The next thing is, is that baptism is not a merit badge. Conrad is so excited because he is joining uh, the lion um, troop at, at Cub Scout at, at, at a school. And, and every week he's like, is this, is this Cub Scout? Is this Cub Scout? And I, I go down to the, the Boy Scout store and, and I look at the things and they're like, here's where the badges are going to go. And, and Conrad's all excited to get the badge. Baptism is not a badge. Right? There is nowhere that you go and you take a shell and you, you know, attach it to your, oh, look at me, I'm baptized. <laughs> that is not what baptism is as much as we want it to be because baptism is a really hard mantle to take upon ourselves because it says that we who are baptized, like Christ, are willing to be contaminated by the world in order to bring light and grace and love and forgiveness to it. That we are willing to be contaminated. Um, I don't know how many of y'all are aware of Kenneth Copeland. He's a televangelist. Um, and Kenneth Copeland's, you know, sort of main thing is, you know, he does some healing ministries and miracle working and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and Copeland, in order to, to be a miracle worker, you have to have your own private jet. If you don't have your own private jet, you will not work miracles. I mean, it's just, it's the way that it works. I'm not sure why, but it just is. And, and so, so, he has his, so he has his private jet, and they asked him, they said, why don't you just fly commercial? And Copeland's response was, I don't want to be contaminated by the people who are in the plane with me. Satan may attack me through them. So I need to be in my own private jet where I cannot be contaminated. And I think about how different that is from the images in which Jesus was more than willing to be contaminated by humanity in order to bring um, a word of grace and of God's love to the world. And how different those things are. So it's a willing to be, um, to, to be contaminated. When, when Jesus is baptized, he hears from the heavens, this is my child, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And God is quoting Psalm uh, 2. And Psalm 2 was read when Israel's kings uh, were coronated as though this is, this, is, this is the king of Israel. Here is this word. And Jesus, at his coronation, after he hears these words, he goes into the wilderness and he is tempted and fights with Satan for 40 days. He doesn't go to live in a life of luxury. He goes to live where there is, out, where there is no food, no water, no protection from the elements. So different of an image of what baptism is for us. And in this baptism, we are invited to let down our defenses and hear the whole of the Christian gospel when God says to Jesus, you are my child, with you I am well pleased. We know that Jesus says, or God says those exact words to us at our baptism. When you were baptized, the heavens were torn open and God said to you, you are my child, with you I am well pleased. And it is so hard for us to believe that. We might sit there and we might say, well, you know, Vic, he may have heard that word, but not me. God, God, God isn't pleased with me. Maybe pleased with Vic, 
Might be pleased with Emily, but not with me. And yet that is the exact thing that we hear from God when we are baptized. You, you are my child. You, I am, you are my beloved. I am in love with you. Isn't that an amazing thing to hear? It tells us, um, Mark tells us that in the gospel that Jesus, as he's coming out from the water, he sees the heaven and the earth torn. Now, now this is not like a little rip. This is a tear in which that which divides the holy and the ordinary is forever broken. That there is no separation between us and God. As Paul says, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. This, my friends, is good news. But that barrier is removed. And the final thing I want to say is, is that in baptism, the Holy Spirit descends into us. Now, I know good Episcopalians, when they start talking about the Holy Spirit, they get, you know, starting to get a little nervous. You know, they're, they're, they're thinking, you know, well, what, okay, we're talking about Holy Spirit, now what, what's coming next? But here's the thing, is that the Holy Spirit is that power of God that is working within us that allows us to live in the midst of chaos. It allows us to bring, um, uh, to, to live in a contaminated world in which we can go and proclaim the gospel. The Holy Spirit is the thing that allows us to hear that gospel truth that we are beloved children of God, each and every single one of us. And it is the power of the Holy Spirit that allows us to cry out for the God who has made us and redeemed us. I sit there and I was thinking about, uh, so I was reflecting on this passage. I know it's an older uh, movie, but um, regarding Henry um, is a movie that starred Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford was this high-profile attorney, and um, he goes down to the corner convenience store, um, and he walks into the midst of a robbery, and he's shot. And so Harrison Ford, this guy who was a leader in everything that he did, had to learn to do everything all over again, and he's having a hard time talking. He won't talk. So his, the nurse, the orderly at the hospital in which he is at, goes and gets this plate of eggs, and he takes a bottle of Tabasco sauce and pours like an, almost an entire bottle into the eggs and gives them to Harrison Ford's character. And Harrison Ford's character begins to eat the eggs. And, and he's like, I, I got to say, you know, I need something. I need something. He can't say it. And the order like, come on, just say it, just say it. And finally he speaks. And that's a little bit what like the Holy Spirit does in our lives is as Paul says, it is what allows us to cry out, Abba, Father. It is the one, it is that, that working within us that allows us to cry out for our deepest need. And that's what happens at baptism, right? So something that we think is so simple and takes just a couple of verses, it's one of the most powerful things that happens in our lives and sets us up to be disciples of Jesus. Take on that mantle. Live in the midst of chaos. Be willing to be contaminated by the world. Hear the gospel and allow the Holy Spirit to transform your lives so that you can be who Christ wants you to be in a broken world that needs healing. Amen. Thank you for listening. 
For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.